1: The Audio Vault on one San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com.
0: It's going to be such an interesting week after what we witnessed yesterday because even the oldest seasoned Dallas Cowboy fans didn't see that coming. Let's talk about it with one on the inside, one of our greats, Todd Archer of ESPN joining us here on our Buyer's Barricade guest lines. Uh, morning, Todd. Thanks for setting your alarm.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs>
0: uh, you're joining. Uh, A lot of
1: stuff to talk about. Oh, right?
0: my goodness, Todd. As we, as we come into this week and we shake the, the, the sleep from our eyes and the cold gray light of dawn hits us, um, what do you, in your wildest, Expectations, wildest dreams. Did you, was there any inkling in hindsight like something like this was coming? Did, in hindsight, did you say, like, you know, on Friday I noticed this and that was weird? Or did, <laughs> was this just
1: blindside out of nothing? It was blindside out of nothing. I don't know how it could be any other way. Like, not that they lost, right? You could always envision a way in which Green Bay would have won the game. But they were non-competitive. That was, that was as much of a blowout as the game at San Francisco, where they just had nothing on either side of the ball. Um, don't be fooled by, you know, 20 years from now, I'm like, oh, it was only a two-score game. Dude, that was like an eight-score game. Like, I mean, it, it, there was... That was unforeseeable because of how well they had played at home. Where where they were offensively coming into that game, and and how you felt about they could how they could move the ball on anybody, especially at home, and then defensively, you know, they had been able to get pressure, they'd been able to get get some takeaways. Yeah, the run game had given them problems all year long, but that was just a I don't know, like embarrassment. Every everything about that game was an embarrassment for the cowboys
0: it was a perfect storm there was not a single you know ordinary scapegoat it was everything and when you see that what was Jerry's demeanor I mean I saw him I heard him but what was it like to be in a room with this cat because I
1: I don't know I I think he was he said it himself he was floored he didn't see it coming Um he wouldn't go anywhere where we all tried to take him. I'm talking about Mike McCarthy's future and where things are going to go with, with the head coach after something like that. And maybe that's something he's learned about not letting the emotion of a game dictate what he says immediately afterwards negatively. Now, positively, we've heard him say they, they could beat a bad team 52-2. to two. And he'd say, oh, man, I have sugar plums of Super Bowls dancing in my head and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you could tell he was he he was as stunned as he has ever been. Called it one of the most difficult playoff losses he he had had uh, because he was thinking only about having that divisional round game this week at AT T Stadium, probably against Detroit at, at that time, and, and wasn't thinking that his team was just going to stink. <laughs> so I, I I think that this causes him. To question everything, and it causes everybody else around. I heard you talking before. It causes everybody to question everything. Like, did was that twelve and five season? How they played? Was it all just a mirage? Was any of it real?
0: He is Todd Archer of ESPN joining us uh, for his regular. And as we start to kind of uh, you know di- digest what occurred and spit things out, what in your in your view, as far as the hierarchy of importance, and we've got the future McCarthy, we have got the future Dak, you got Dan Quinn, you got the just on the top of things. What do you see as the order of, of occurrence here? Are, are we going to get? Um, is McCarthy going to survive the week? Is Dak going to be a long-term quarterback? Is, is Dan Quinn? I mean, there's so many questions. Where do you? How do you think
1: these dominoes are going to fall? I, I, I'll I'll go in order of how they think they go. Dan Quinn will be the first domino to fall because I largely think he's going to get one of these jobs that he's interviewing for this week going forward. So that one could be the first. Maybe not the first domino, but there'll be. I don't believe he will be the defensive coordinator here with the Cowboys uh, in Before in you go any further on the
0: next step, would he be invited back if he was choosing not to go?
1: Again, that's where you take the big-picture view of three years versus one game. And what do you want to... I don't think you can look at what he has done here and say, what a disaster, because mm-hmm. they've been really good defensively. Now, and even in the playoff losses at San Francisco and, and or both of them to, to San Francisco, they allowed, what, 19 and 24 points. Yeah, there were times where they weren't great in those games, but the name of the game is allowing points, and they did enough in those games to to win them, or at least have the Cowboys have a chance to win them. Uh, the, the, the playoff losses to the Niners were about the offense not being able to do anything. Um, so if you take the big picture view, and I think that's what teams will do when they interview him, because when you say he's interviewing everywhere, it's like, good, go and take him. Well, okay, who's going to replace him? Right. I I mean, I, I don't know who the defense coordinator, if there is one on staff, maybe Joe Witt. I don't think it'll be Al Harris, despite all of a sudden everybody thinking he's become the answer to everything uh, the, the, that has been great about the Cowboys. So that becomes an issue. They'll find somebody and they'll be good because there's good talent. The next one has to be Mike McCarthy because you don't have to make a decision on Dak if you don't want to, and that's something that can happen February, March, April, May, June. Like there, there's there's not while there's a rush, there's not a huge rush to have to do something. The next one has to be McCarthy, and what what do you do there? Again, big, big picture view, it's 36 wins in three years, and, but ultimately, he was brought here to do what Jason Garrett couldn't do, and he's not done that. Are you just replaying the same story again in 2024 if he's your head coach again? He's
0: Todd Archer, at ESPN's Best, joining us here this morning. I know Jerry's says he hadn't talked about it, hadn't thought about it, but he has, in fact, said it does kind of matter about what this year's outcome was going to be. Uh, I, I saw Will McClay got a little bit of a raise, a little bit of an extension.
1: Did he get an extension, or, or he just said he'd be back? I said he'd be back. I'm sorry. I just yeah. assumed if you said he was, being might have been breaking news on me. No, mean, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He... I just
0: assumed if he was coming back, there might have been a bump. But I, I saw where he was coming back, and, and you know, I, and rightfully so. I, I just can't imagine a scenario that McCarthy leaves unless Jerry has a love affair with somebody out there. Does Belichick seem it just doesn't feel right to me?
1: It, it, what's what does it feel like around your room? Um, it. You can make the case for Belichick being the coach. Did anybody ever see Bill Parcells be working with Jerry Jones I agree. being the coach? Circumstances the right? then were different, though, right? Let's let's be honest. Jerry needed a stadium. They were coming off three straight five and eleven seasons. All that stuff played into Parcells coming, uh, and Bill wanted to get back into coaching and wanted to play the big room. So, do you go from three straight five and eleven seasons and hiring? Parcells to three straight 12 and 5 seasons to hiring the guy who's been to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. But at the end of his time in New England, obviously after Tom Brady, hadn't gone very well. I always come back, like, there was a time when when everybody wondered about Jason Garrett's job and, you know, what what they could do. And and let's not use, uh, you know, the the hindsight here, but at the time when you're thinking, well, who are you going to get that will absolutely be better? And I don't know if there really were guys, I'm sure there were, but at the time there were things you didn't know about. And that's where I always kind of come into these coaching things like, well who are you gonna get that's gonna be better? Well there might be three guys now that are better than Mike McCarthy and can do something different. I just, after that loss, how do you run it back? That's where it comes down to, right? And for our, from our perspective we can wonder that and not know the answer. From the Cowboys perspective the safest thing to do is let McCarthy coach out the, the final year of his deal and see if next year is the year that they make it all mm-hmm. happen. But it just seems like we've seen this story.
0: It, it, man, it, this is going to be crazy because I, I get the sense that you, you are smelling the same thing we are down here, that there's there might be change in the wind.
1: Move. Yeah, and, and, and it's... It's more gut feeling than mm-hmm. people in the building telling you anything just because you, we always want to believe that, that Jerry is this impulsive guy and he's going to make these rash decisions and go for things. And man, he's going to. Every year in free agency, the Cowboys are linked to everybody. They sign nobody. Like this mm-hmm. is not, it, He gave Jason Garrett a decade. Like He's not what, he, what he's portrayed uh, as portrayed he, as he runs an organization and runs a team but he's 81 he's got a really good team any objective view of the Cowboys is there's talent on this roster there's nine first team second team all pros Like that's pretty good so what what has to be the next step to get them beyond this round the, the divisional round into a Super Bowl and again I'll say it, I think it might be the third time he, he, we've seen this story, if it's Mike McCarthy's back, and that's why I wonder if if Jerry sees it too. You wonder and, what else he can yeah, do. I what mean, else a, is,
0: is left? Your coordinator, you've been given this. There's There's been opportunities offered to you, and you've taken them, and, and still no outcome. He's Todd Archer. One last question during the game. Was there something going on between C.D. and Dak? Was C.D. schemed out, brained out? What happened between those two?
1: Yeah, that was uh, the oddest thing, man. In that Washington game, they were 13-13 of together. It was the the most uh, passes connected in a game uh, without a miss since 2009 between Brady and and, um, Wes Walker. And then they come out on this one, and it looked like the first five games of the season, right? Before the San Francisco game. And, and you know, the, the camera catches things. And I, I, right. I, I think sometimes we can make too much of what guys say, how they act, where they are, da-da-da-da-da. Um, but that was just weird. Like, they, they started at what were they, one of their first five? And, like, there were easy pitch-and-catch throws that they didn't make. And that, that you know, you... I, in a 48-30, in a game like that, you don't want to point really to one play and say, well, that could have been a difference. But that first third down for the Cowboys, like if that passes better or if CD makes the catch, who knows what happens, right? I mean, it, it, but because they had made it so many times during a regular season, you just assumed it was going to happen. And then that was just a sign of, well, if they can't connect, then nothing's going to happen here. And then you get the two picks, and it's... it's Everything went downhill quickly for the Cowboys.
0: Uh, Todd Archer joining us. Dak Prescott said in his post, you know, something about add him to the list of the hot seat types.
1: He's there. I mean, well, I don't think he needs to be added. I thought he was already on it.
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, Do you think he would – how much are those two interconnected?
1: You talking about McCarthy? And McCarthy
0: Dak? and Dak. I mean, is, is there like a threat if you fire him? I might not come back, kind of stuff.
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't. I mean, they're connected because they're the ones who get most of the blame, right? They, they're, they take the the brunt of the criticism. But I don't think there's a scenario where Dak is certainly not this team's quarterback in 2024. But the question does become: Do you extend him? Right. Do you extend him because you want to? or do you extend them because you have to? Um, with that $59 million cap fit, cap hit coming, the ability to keep guys, sign guys, whatever you want to do, makes it difficult uh, and probably makes it close to impossible to add guys when the cap number's that big. There are things you can do to junk up the cap number and help you, but all you're doing is taking away, if you don't extend them, is take away cap dollars in the future and all that. But I think I've told you guys this, since 1980, there's only three, there's only one quarterback that will have been his his team starter, original team, been his team starter for 10 years or as long as that, mm-hmm. and taken his team to a Super Bowl for the first time. It's Kenny Anderson in 1981 with the Bengals. It was his 10th season as Cincinnati starter. Peyton went in year nine for the first time. Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan went in year nine. So you're fighting history here. If you're thinking the first Super Bowl of Dak is going to come in year nine, it it all has to make you think of what you want to do. I'm not advocating anything, but you at least have to have discussions.
0: Todd, what great way to close that! I didn't realize Ken Anderson and the. the the uh, comparisons go deeper than that, I feel like. Hey, Todd, uh, this is going to be a crazy week. I want to thank you for stopping by every week and, and giving you, giving us all you've done. Uh, we're better for it. Uh, uh, thanks for stopping by this morning and setting that alarm.
1: Pre- appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Todd, I'm not going back to sleep. I'm going to stay up and listen for a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: We'll put you to sleep one way or the other. All right. All right. <laughs>